Welcome to Ghostly. Are time slips real? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. You are Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like me to say my own name, but I like saying it. I'm glad you you remember that. I do remember that. (laughs) So we're here in Ghostly Studio. Uh, We are going to be doing this in video. So Mm -hmm. if you hop over to our YouTube account, you can uh, view that. It's um, youtube.com slash ghostly podcast. Pretty easy to find. Absolutely. Uh, So in this episode, Rebecca, we're going to be examining time slips. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, Well, uh, you had to. I had to for this episode, but honestly, okay, I thought I understood what time slips were until we started to do the research for this episode. And then I realized, oh, they're not exactly what I thought they were. Well, maybe I don't know then. I I was thinking of more like time scales. Oh, like where people lose. That's what I was thinking. And then it turns out that's not what it is. No, it's so much more interesting. And I think more ghostly. So some scientists believe that time travel is possible. Um, But with all of modern technology, we have not figured out a way to do this yet. (laughs) That we know of. (laughs) Time slips are a paranormal event where people on their own or in a group somehow travel through time by unknown means and for unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. I like that definition. Yeah, that right. That works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, most of the time this is back in time. This isn't like, this isn't like futuristic. Yes. It, this, that is a good point. Yeah. It is about, it is usually traveling back in time. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Um, but we do have a shout out. Um, there's actually two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, we always prefer those five star reviews, mm-hmm. but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. We have a lot of different tiers to choose from, but we're going to introduce a third way now. And that is to send us something in the actual mail. And we got a card. We did get a card. Uh, We got a card from Tim, who actually is in our Ghostly Book Club. We just had a Ghostly Book Club meeting, and he was there. And he sent us a card for Halloween. So thank you so much, Tim. It says, boo. Boo. Uh, Yeah. And then it says, Pat and Rebecca, things can get a little spooky on Halloween. Watch out and enjoy it. And Tim likes the really spooky stuff. <laughs> we know that. Yes. And actually, he signs it, uh, Tim, and then he says, hashtag skeptic. Ooh. So Halloween, uh, I guess skeptics can send Halloween cards as well. Yeah. We're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the listener mail? Though? All right. So we also got a listener mail in our mail. Oh. Um, so very exciting. It's an actual letter. Ooh. Ooh paper. Paper. Yeah. So, um, and this is interesting. So it's a letter and she included um, a, a little map. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a map. I'm sorry. A drawing to like set the scene. Is it relevant to the story? I think we'll be able to kind of visualize okay, it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. It says, hey guys, I love y'all and y'all's podcast. I used to be a skeptic, much like Pat. Although I have many weird and possibly ghostly experiences. By the way, she wrote the word ghostly in orange. Ah, Appreciate. (laughs) Things moving, writing on mirrors, unexplained noises. I always thought of possible explanations and just told the stories for fun. 
until this story. If Pat has any theories, I'd love to hear them. Oh, geez, I'm on the spot now. (laughs) (laughs) Because this happened over five years ago, and I still have no explanation. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the good part. (laughs) Uh, When I was in high school, I had two friends come stay the night with me. Now, I live in a small rural community, so only (laughs) the only things there are a few houses, churches, an old general store, and a cemetery. One of my friends had never been there before, so I took her to the only interesting thing there, the cemetery. <laughs> Cemeteries are interesting. I think that's really kind of kind of cool and quirky that if someone comes visits you in your town, you're like, listen, the only thing that we have to do is go see the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, at least I guess when you're underage. Uh, it was uh, it was very small, but also very old with some interesting gravestones. While we were there, we found one with pictures of the couple on it. After we finished awing over how adorable it was, we turned to see a rainbow a few feet over my car right in front of us. We awed again and headed home. A wholesome moment before the creepy. Oh, I like that, though. Yeah. We went to bed with one friend sleeping on the couch and the other friend and me sleeping on the chase lounge adjacent to it. Before we fell asleep, my friend that was laying with me jokingly said, if there's any ghosties who followed us home, I'm open for cuddles tonight. In the middle of the night, I woke up to the blanket being pulled off me during and during a flash of lightning, I saw the outline of my friends laying on the floor, figuring they got up and sorry, they figuring they got up after me and fell asleep talking on the floor. I pulled the blanket back from my friend and went back to sleep. About 15 minutes later, I woke up to my friend grabbing my feet and whispering my name. I sat up and asked what? Thunder cracked and she said, can I come back here with you? I'm scared. Me being me, I snarkily said, of what? The thunder? To which she (laughs) replied, no, of whatever is down here with me. This sent chills down my spine and remembering the figure I saw on the floor with her, I immediately said, yes. At this point, her phone is across the room, slowly flashing but we're on the sofa facing each other. So I can't see the floor. I tell her what I saw and suggest that maybe it was our friend laying on the floor next to her. She told me maybe, um, and she did feel something, but the thing she touched was weirdly cold. We started calling our friend's name to see if she's awake and hoping she's just messing with us. Now her phone is flashing faster and she jumped towards me and tells me she felt what she described as a cold hand touch her back. We decided to jump up and she ran to check her phone to figure out what's happening with it. And I ran to turn on the lights. When she checked her phone, there were no notifications or reason for it to be flashing. I turned on the lights and our friend is still asleep on the couch. So not the floor. Hmm. And we freaked out and woke her up. She had clearly been asleep the whole time. And my friend and I were crying. So she would have told us if it was a prank. My friend told me after that she felt like she had been pulled onto the floor. I'm not sure if she meant literally or figuratively. And that the blanket being pulled was not her. She said the blanket being pulled off her towards the other figure is why she reached over. Because she thought it was one of us wanting more blanket. And that's when she jumped up and grabbed me because she felt what she felt scared her. We still talk about this when we see each other trying to figure out the explanation. We also like to joke 
that we <laughs> that we ghosties really took her up on her offers to cuddle. <laughs> wow. Who's that from? Um so this one is from um Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if this is we've got a couple different Ashley, so I don't know if I've seen this name before. You mean more than one Ashley can listen? Uh, yes. At the same time? At the same time. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't really have an explanation for this one, um, because whatever I say, I'm going to get, uh, beaten up for. So <laughs> I, I don't even, I can't imagine what it would be like, seriously, it freaks me out. I don't like, that's like, there's a difference between like, no one could get from like the couch to the floor and like, they wouldn't have noticed it. Like that just doesn't seem, that doesn't I, seem possible to me. I mean, a lot can happen in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and you know flashing some android um systems also allow like notification and actually an iphone now you can do it in accessibility where when the phone rings it actually flashes something so well, i don't know I, I don't know well all right i'm the phone i'm not as i mean if it's well weird. i'm a techie guy so i like talking about phones <laughs> all right well what can happen uh, what can people do if they've got a story to send us well they can obviously email us at uh, info at ghostlypodcast.com or they can use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com or uh, one of my favorite ways is to do what they just did where you actually get stuff in the mail and um, you can send it to ghostly podcast at P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Yeah, we love getting the, the physical mail. It's super fun. Although we don't check it as often as we should, though. I, well, we try. So maybe give us a heads up if you're sending something. No, so we it's know. all right. We'll check it. <laughs> all right. So it's your favorite time. What? No. Favorite time. It's when it's I win? look forward to every time. The history. No, the polls. Oh. Back up. <laughs> Kill me with these polls. All right. So the last episode, we talked about Dock Street Theater with Katie. Yeah, Katie was on. Katie was that here. was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And we got snacks. We did get snacks that yes. were some good and some not so good. One was good. <laughs> One was good. The <laughs> others were not so good. They yeah. they didn't last. I mean, in the house. Like, they were not. All right. Alive. All right. You're stalling. I need to know what these... <laughs> <laughs> these are right now all right so yes was 75 percent oh and no is 25 percent and the overall rating would be six that's pretty high that is pretty <laughs> high for this i don't know i don't know what happened there. it's a theater it's haunted it was this a theater end of the story it was a theater for four years and then it closed and then it reopened there's a there's a lot there's with been that. a lot of the it's been a hotel hotels are also very haunted things it's haunted all right, now for a spooky story from Rebecca. It's time for a spooky tale from Rebecca. So this is going to be a little different because remember, we're talking about time slips today. I always think of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love visiting my grandparents over the summer. They live out in the country and it's just a different way of life. Now that I'm in college, I can't stay for a month like I used to when I was younger, but I still love going. One thing I always have to do while I'm there is check for the yellow house. I know that sounds weird. Why would someone need to check for a house? But it will make sense when I tell you what happened when I was nine. I always used to play with a girl named Julie who lived on the next farm over from my grandparents' house. 
We are about the same age and it was just a magical time every summer. We had our favorite places we would go to play all the time. One of them was the creek on their property. We were there playing, trying to catch frogs. We knew no gender norms, thank goodness. When I saw something shining to the west. This was kind of like a no man's land. I mean, I'm sure it was someone's land, but we didn't know who's and never saw anyone there. There's no fields, just kind of prairie. But I, I had never seen anything shine there. I said, let's go check it out. I wondered if it would be a mirror or something someone had left. As we got closer, the shining seemed to stop and it was replaced by a yellow house. It was an old fashioned looking farmhouse which, to be honest, was how most houses in the area still looked. We didn't remember seeing a house here before, but we also hadn't spent a lot of time here since we didn't know who owned the land. We actually walked up to it to see if we could see people. It looked new as we got closer, and coming around the corner was a boy, a little younger than us, maybe six or seven. He was dressed a little odd, like He was wearing a style of clothes we had never seen before, except maybe in pictures. Julie has always been good at talking to anyone, so she went right up to him and said hi. He said hi, but seemed shy. She asked him how long they had lived there and what his name was. He said his name was Charlie, and he didn't know how long, but he didn't remember living anywhere else, which means they had been there for a while. Things felt weird, uncanny, but being kids, we didn't really dwell on it. Instead, the boy asked if we wanted to see his new wagon, and we said sure. So we started playing with him. I'm not sure how long we were playing, but it was at least a half hour. When his mom, I assume that's who she was, opened the front door to check on Charlie. When she saw us, she came running outside and yelling at Charlie to get inside. She just stared at us like we had three heads. She was wearing an old-fashioned farm dress, and it seemed like our clothes freaked her out. She grabbed Charlie and just ran back inside. It was all so weird. We decided to just leave and come back later. But this is where things got even weirder. The next day when we came back, there was no house there. Nothing. I mean, we knew where we were and there was nothing. So we asked my grandma about it and she looked really confused. She told us that there had been a house out that way many years ago when she was very young, but that it had been torn down at least 30 years when someone else had bought the property and, you know, built a newer house closer to the road. I don't know what happened that day. I know that we tried many times over the years after to find that yellow house. I don't tell Julie, but I still go and look when I go back to visit. I've never seen it again. After doing some research, I think we went back in time that day. Maybe it'll happen again. All right, Rebecca. Uh, that was kind of spooky. Yeah. Um, but how much of it is real? You know what? It's all made up. What? Just based on, it's like an amalgam of the kinds of stories you can read out there. Wow. <laughs> Rebecca <laughs> made it all up. Well, again, it's representative of the... of time slip stories all right well something that's not made up is the history and we're going to go over that in just a minute 
Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. Ta is a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. You know, he reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments throughout the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And best of all, he's hashtag Team Skeptic. (laughs) Uh, Recently, we just found out that we've, well, I've known Ta for like 20-something years. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, we we uh, we interviewed Ta for Ghostly X, and that's going to be coming out soon. So uh, if you want to hear that interview and learn how Pat knows him, yeah, <laughs> go subscribe <laughs> on our Patreon. It's it's a little geeky though it's how very, I know him. Very geeky. Uh, to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. All right, so let's get into the Pat facts, okay. Rebecca. All right. We're going to start by talking about the idea of time travel. Okay. Um, because time travel has to be something that can happen, you know, in order for... This to be real. Yeah, for time slips to be real. Okay. Um, so there are a lot of ancient myths about time travel. I'm not going to really get into that. There's uh, like some Hindu myths, some Buddhist myths. Um, take it for whatever it is. They they could just be stories explaining different things, or they could actually be something. Okay. Um, but this idea has been around forever. Okay. Um, we all travel through time, but we are limited to traveling it at the same speed. That is one second of time per one second of time. And right. That's going forward. Going forward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can all look back in time, though, Rebecca. Mm. Um, in a manner of speaking, at least. Uh, when we look up to the heavens and see the stars, those are how the stars looked a long, long time ago. Oh, that's true. Maybe even thousands of years ago, uh, since most of the stars that we see in the sky are usually about 1,000 to 4,000 light years from Earth. Yeah, well, you know, all the stuff that we've been seeing uh, with the new telescope, the James Webb telescope, yeah. has like been that just blows my mind when they talk about how far away... Yeah. Those things are. Now, there are people that say that some of those stars have died. Right. That what that what we're seeing are all dead stars totally now, but that's possible. that's not necessarily true. I mean, Doing the math, it's probably one star like in like in the sky at any given time. Um so I it's don't know. just really it's a, but it's it blows my mind. Math isn't my strong point though, so. Yeah. Uh so in order to travel through time, we would need to slow down the speed in which we normally travel or we would need to speed it up. Okay. So not just one second of time per second of time. Gotcha. That would make I, sense. I feel like I'm repeating myself when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. But you know what, Rebecca? It mm. is possible. What? Albert okay. Einstein came up with the idea of how time works. He called it relativity. Mm. Uh, the theory is that time and space are linked together. Einstein also said that our universe has a speed limit. Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light which is 186,000 miles per second. Wow. 
Yeah, that's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this mean for time travel, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is... Okay, according to this theory, the faster you travel, the slower you experience time. And scientists have done some experiments to show that this is, in fact, true. I have heard of this, yes. So, for example, there was an experiment that used two clocks set to the exact same time. One clock stayed on Earth while the other flew in an airplane, going in the same direction that the Earth rotates. After the airplane flew around the world, scientists compared the two clocks, and the clock on the fast-moving airplane was slightly behind the clock on the ground. So the clock on the airplane was traveling slightly slower in time than one second per second. Whoa. (laughs) So it is possible. Yeah. Um, There is math to support Time travel, I guess. Oh, you're going to do math for it? No, I'm not going to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I was ready for you. It's like the, the Charlie thing with like all the <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> math on it. <laughs> but the time slips are a little different though, right? Because as we already said, a time slip is usually going back in time, not the future. And it usually doesn't happen for any reason that we currently understand. That's true. When we hear the stories today, they're not. it's not on purpose. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, most scientists do not believe that traveling back in time is actually possible, though. Mm. Um, and when we are talking about time travel, we really can only do it in very short burst. So some of these stories we're going to hear, I'm sure they're, they've transported back in time way before that. It's more than a few seconds. Gotcha. Um Stephen Hawking uh, actually suggested that the fundamental laws of nature prevent time travel. Yeah, and he also would say, like, hey, if time travel was possible, why aren't we seeing people from the future? Well, I'm, I'm, I might have an answer for that. Oh, okay. Um, although um, Stephen Hawking has also been debated his theories on, on this particular part of time. Sure, sure. Um, so that brings us to the idea of some time wormholes. So wormholes are a hypothetical warped space-time permitted by Einstein's uh, field equations of general relativity. Okay. Uh, One side of a wormhole would be in a younger place in time, and the other end would be in an older place in time. So if someone entered the younger end and then came out in the older end, it would effectively go back in time. Okay. So um, there is a limitation in this kind of would speak to Stephen Hawking saying that people have not visited here. Okay. Uh, the limitation is uh, it would only be possible to go as far back as the initial creation of the wormhole. Okay. So we need to create that, and then people could come back. Right. In order for that to work. Gotcha. So that's why nobody's come here, because we haven't created that yet. Oh, oh right. Now you're reminding me when I heard him say, he just said he didn't necessarily say when I was listening to him that like it was totally impossible just that he he didn't think the technology had been invented yet because if it had we would have seen yeah exactly yep yep. gotcha Uh, so it's more of a path through time than it is a device that itself moves through time gotcha okay all right so I know you have some things to add to the pat facts this time (laughs) well I just found Rebecca facts (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't do pat facts uh, so this was just something I found that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's just like there's there's a couple other theories out there. One is that like all times are kind of like 
at once happening at once and it's just a matter of like we can only um see or experience the present yeah all you know it's like all timelines are existing at the same time kind of a little multiverse kind of thing there oh yeah Um, i've seen that spider-man and everything right and so it's like so these like time slips are people maybe kind of all of a sudden getting that glimpse into oh so what you're saying is that crazy person at the train station he might actually be from the future. Right. Could be. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's having a conversation with someone in the future and I'm just seeing his end. Exactly. Oh, I be. see. I could see. Um, and then there are some people that um, that think that. So, you know, you've seen the ancient alien stuff, right? On like the History Channel. Um, I love the ancient stuff. alien stuff. <laughs> so some of that where they talk about like, oh, there must have been like aliens or other people that arrived that gave like more advanced technology to people in the past. His thought is, no, it was people from the future that traveled back that gave them Ah. these things. So when we find these, you know, strange machinery or like things that shouldn't be in places, it's because of time slips not necessarily extraterrestrials. Oh, I've been watching that ancient apocalypse on uh, Netflix and uh, it's a little hokey, but uh, in there, um, they talk about like a stranger okay. that comes into these communities and teaches them about things like astrology and stuff like that. Ah. Uh, or astronomy, excuse me, okay. astronomy. Um, and um, gives them all this science. And then all of a sudden, they become an evolved uh, civilization. Mm. And this is back during the Ice Age. I see, I see. So Okay, and then there's just one other theory or thought, which is that we'll notice today there are some places on Earth that are maybe more likely to have time slips. What? Yes. There are some places on Earth that are... You know, like they, they kind of have a little something, something about them. What's um, the little something, something? I don't know. Like that there's like something there's like things are spinning or there's like portals. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's the wormholes that you're talking about. I don't know. They weren't made necessarily by us that we know of. Um, but there's just like a few places that seem to have more of these things happen there than any, others. Do you know any place off the top of your head? Um, one is Liverpool. Uh, Bold oh, Street. yeah. I've been to Liverpool. Yeah. And it was in this time, this current timeline. Yes. I'm thinking. <laughs> you got me confused now. I, I'm I don't, wondering. I don't know. Wait, what about the it. Beatles? Were they... Yeah, well, it's Did not they about... slip back in time or something? Well, if they did, I mean, it just, again, it's it's not something that, like, is permanent. It's like it, you just experience it for a few minutes and then you come back. Okay. Speaking of um, a few minutes and then you come right back, let's go ahead and take a break. Sounds good. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, 
whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website and send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. time for a debate. I don't know how this debate's going to go because scientifically it is possible. Yeah, I'm not sure where I land on this. Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue where I land on this. (laughs) But one thing that I'm going to say is I think this is super interesting for us as ghostly. And I think it's going to affect our conversations from now on. From now on. From now on. Because when you think about it, the question is when someone sees a ghost are they seeing a ghost or are they experiencing a time slip where they're going back in time and seeing someone from the past as opposed to the ghost? So what you're saying is this might be a ripple in Ghostly's timeline. I I think it is. Like I think there's pre-time slip episode and then there's post-time slip episode. Wow. Well, (laughs) we have to see if that's going to happen. I want to hear this evidence first. All right. Well, we're going to start with actually the probably one of the most famous and one of the most early on documented uh, time slips, at least in modern time frame. Okay. Um, And it was from a a book called An Adventure. Ooh. Uh, And this is from medium.com. Okay. Okay. One of the most famous accounts of a time slip is reported in a book called An Adventure. An Adventure was initially published in 1910 and gives the accounts of two English women who experienced a time slip in the gardens of the Palace of Versailles on August 10th, 1901. The Palace of Versailles. Wow. So, that, yeah, that's in France. Yeah. I, I, I know that. I mean, for our listeners. <laughs> for our listeners, if they don't know. Because obviously I know. Of course. Coming from the South Side of Chicago, I know all about France. <laughs> Uh, They wrote the book under pseudonyms, Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont, um, though their Mm. actual names were Charlotte Morbley and Eleanor Jourdain. I don't like that they're using pseudonyms, but okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, it's 1901. I don't know. They were the women. Uh, Moberly's father was headmaster at the prestigious Winchester School and later Bishop of Salisbury. So I can understand that you wouldn't want to like... Put your father's name out there. All right. Um, in her account, she distances herself from a belief in ghosts and the occult. Oh, well, um, there I like a- her that she doesn't like, <laughs> she doesn't believe in ghosts. I mean, it was important because as we know, this was one of the waves of spiritualism. Yes. Right. That was going through Britain and America at the time. Uh, Jourdain's father was a vicar of the Church of England. But why? <laughs> they <laughs> felt they had walked through the gardens as they were on August 10th, 
1792. What? The day the French monarchy fell during the French Revolution. Hmm. Okay. This account is remarkable for the detail of the statements of the two women and the efforts they went to to establish the historical evidence for their belief that they had strayed into the past. The two women met three months after they visited Versailles and talked it over again. It was at this time they discovered that uh, Jordan had not seen the lady and that Miss Morbley had not seen the plow, cottage, woman, or girl. Because of this, they were went apart and wrote separate accounts without conferring. Um, so basically... They they walked through um, and it was basically they felt like it was unreal. They saw a woman they thought was uh, the one saw the woman that she thought was Marie Antoinette. So that's what she placed her like at that time. Um, And they saw like a bridge that didn't exist in their time. Um, It was just like they just saw a lot of weird things. They they basically. Um, use words like uncanny, eerie. Um, they they didn't think that what they saw was unreal or ghostly. Ding, ding, ding. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, they were like, no, like we went back in time. Like we we saw things that weren't that that didn't that don't exist in our time today. Okay. Um, we saw people that don't exist in our time today, but it was not ghosts. Mm. We were not seeing ghosts. We were seeing real things um and then i found another article from um icy sedgwick who went to versailles that's a person like well i don't know if that's his name or just oh, name okay. to go by um who went to but versailles th- that is a really cool name if it, it is it their is. name icy uh, sedgwick <laughs> um went to versailles in july 2014 mm-hmm. um and he said that you know if you see if you have too much sun on you right it could make you maybe see things that you know, you shouldn't see that aren't there, I guess we'll say. And that, you know, you're in a French palace and all all of that. But in 2003, someone found an old map of the uh, Trianon Gardens, which is where they kind of were mm-hmm. on the property. And it showed the bridge the woman, the women had talked about, a bridge that didn't exist in 1901. And that wasn't featured on any other map they could have seen. That was in 1903, you said. Right. Well, you had they said found 2003. An old map. Well, no, no. So he was there in 2014. Okay. Yeah. But he's and he's and he was like, you know, I don't know. I could see that this might be a place that people would be just so excited to be or whatever, have too much sun, and they might imagine things. But in 2003, so not in 2001, okay. when they saw it, two years later, someone found an old map that showed a bridge there. But okay. in, in 1901, there was no bridge. Yeah, yeah. And no one knew that there, or, you know, no, it wasn't like people remembered that there had been a bridge and they saw the bridge. All so right. they felt like when they went to the palace, they were transported back in time, saw Marie Antoinette, saw, you know, a bunch of stuff that wasn't there in their time. All right. So, hmm. So okay, all of these, all of these, I'm gonna have to come at from the middle ground this time. Yeah, me too. Because Again, I I'm in the middle. Well, I don't like. For me, as I said, science can back some of this stuff up, but I'm gonna have to go from the middle, and I'm gonna have to deduct points. Okay. Then for this being in a uh, very popular time that they went back to, mm. that they might have read about, mm-hmm. heard about, new stuff about. They might have seen that map prior to 1903 when that map, when they found, you know, when they found that map. So they might have seen that map. So they might have known that there was a bridge there. 
So I'm going to deduct points for that. Mm. Uh, also, any kind of famous people in there, I'm going to deduct points for that too. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm about at a two for this one. A two. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, again, I'm coming at it from the middle as well. Yes. Because it is a little like, you know, like I'm just not sure. Um, but I do think it means a lot that they, they took their time, you know, that they wanted to, you know, kind of make sure that, um, that, you know, they didn't want to, um, like they separated and then they came back together and like compared notes and they didn't both see the same thing. Yeah, but I don't know how much that's exactly. true though that they did that. You know, it's like they published a book, but it, I mean, they could have talked about all this stuff ahead of time. So I don't know if they necessarily parted ways to write their stories or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. But right. I like so where are you at? So, okay, so for me, I'm going to say that... I'm going to give it a six. A six. I'm going to give it a six because. So you went middle, which would be five, and then you gave them more points. Right. Because of the thing with the bridge. Okay. I do think that gives them some credibility. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So now this is, that first one is the oldest Mm -hmm. popular story, but this next one is definitely, I would actually say the most popular story. I saw versions of this story everywhere. Uh, Um, When you look up time slips, this is the story. Well, that makes me want to deduct points right there if there's different versions of the story. <laughs> no, well, not necessarily different versions. It's it's the same story. It's just how much detail they give or not give, but it's it's kind of the same story. All right. Um okay, so this is in Bold Street, Liverpool. So remember I mentioned this is yeah, where yeah. so there's been other things that have happened here as well. Um so this was on July 1996, sunny day, mm-hmm. an off-duty policeman called Frank went shopping with his wife, Carol, in the, the Liverpool city center. So Frank and Carol. Yes. Carol went to buy a copy of Train Spotting. Great book, by the way. Um, this is actually not that far off from when I was in England. This could have happened to me. Did it? No. Okay. But it could I, have. I was there in like, 2000. Like so six a little months bit after later, that. I was there. I was yeah. there in 2000. So. so and I got, I did, in fact, buy Transpotting when I was there. Okay. Okay. So they were, she went into Dylan's uh, book bookshop on Bold Street. Okay. So Frank was like, okay, I'm going to go to buy a CD at HMV on Rainla, Rainla Street. Sorry, I, I should know my British better. Yeah, you were there six I know, months. I know. Six months after them. <laughs> he bumped into a friend, had a chat, and then about 20 minutes later, strolled to Bold Street to meet his wife. Upon strolling up the incline from the central station, he noticed an unusual quietness, which, again, I couldn't fit all the stories in here, but the quietness is often um, a hallmark of these stories. Okay. Frank noticed the street was cobbled where it had never been before. Mm -hmm. Instead of modern clothes, people were wearing clothes from the 1950s. So he's not going back like to the 1700s or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Frank was startled by a loud horn and a box van with the name Kaplan's on its side. Um, it went right by him, uh, almost hit him. Crossing mm. the road, Frank saw in place of Dylan's bookshop was a large store with the name Crips over its two entrances with a window display containing women's handbags and shoes. Frank saw mm. a young woman dressed in the clothes of the mid-90s. Hipster jeans, sleeveless top. She also carried a 
bag branded with Miss Selfridge, a store that was not in Liverpool in the 1950s. This modern girl entered Crips looking baffled, and suddenly the whole street scene reverted back to 1996. Frank asked the young woman if she saw the same things he had seen, and she said she had, and was obviously frightened about it. Later, it um, they did do research, and there was a woman's store called Crips that had stood on the site of Dylan's in the 1950s. And the other side of town, there was the Bloods. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's pretty weird. Like, there's a lot of detail. We know when it happened. We know the names of the people, where they were going, what they were doing. Um, but they haven't ever given like interviews since all mm. of this. Like they told the story and it's been kind of put out there, but we, they never, they haven't really like wrote, a, they didn't write a book or like publish anything about it. Um, Tom uh, Sleeman is the man who put the original version out there. Um, and he's the only one that they supposedly talked to. Okay. So there we go. So coming from the middle ground again. So okay. starting at five, okay. I'm going to deduct points for the many versions. Okay. Or a point for the many versions of it. Because I, I don't know which version is the real version of the story. I mean, I read several versions. They're all pretty much, some of them give more detail than others, but they're not widely different. It's not like. But I want to know what the first story is, though. That's my thing. It's like you can play telephone all you want and change the story then. So I don't know which parts. Do you want to hear like a recording of them telling the story? Or the original. Yeah, I just want to hear from them the original story. So okay. I'm going to deduct a point for that. Okay. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't know because the modern girl, we don't know who she is either. No. I'm, I'm, yeah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I'm going to probably have to go a three on this one then. Wow. I'm yeah. giving this one, I'm going to give it a seven. A seven, okay. So why are you adding points to the middle? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, this one I think strikes me because there's two people that experienced it. I think that's kind of weird. Two people that don't even know each other. Right. Yeah. Like as opposed to if it was like, again, just the one guy or- If it was the one guy, I would deduct points for that. Yeah, Yeah. that seems, I think having the two people and the fact that then later they, they checked it and it was like, yeah, no. There was, in fact, that a store called that that was there. Um, and I don't know how old this guy was, but I don't know if he would have been around in the 50s to have known that. Yeah, and, I mean, he might have, but the girl... But see, that's another thing. It's the girl is unnamed. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who she is, so I have to deduct points for that because it's not... I, I don't know. It just... That just, to me, is a is a red flag in this. You know, it's always tricky. It's like this with with alien abductions too, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. or any ghost story. A lot of times it's like people get nervous about sharing their name because it really does, it, you know, people think, oh, they're making money from it. When like really more than anything, it just brings you bad things and yeah. people saying bad things about you. But I mean, here's the thing with this is that I can't debate it using science because science kind of supports it, doesn't really support it. Mm-hmm. So I can't use science to debate it. I have to, I, so it's, to me, it's either, do I trust the people or do I not trust the people? Mm-hmm. Um, because if I don't trust them, then it's a lie, you mm-hmm. know? And if I trust them, then it's gotta be some form of the truth. So 
things will be said in here that'll make me not trust them or trust them more. Yeah. Well, so. what's I think what actually makes me now that I'm I'm thinking about it, I'm going to give it a seven just because of where it is. This whole bold street in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I included one more story. That's the next one coming okay, up. That's from good. the same area. But there's even a third one that I didn't include because, again, we only got so much time. Um, but there is another story of like a kid who was like running from the cops in this area. And when he turned the corner, he was like waiting for the cop to follow him and never did. And he was like back in time. Oh, then, that would be a great time to you know, do a time totally slot. He totally got away. And the cop was like, yeah, when I turned the corner, he was gone. I like that they that you have his side of the story and the cop side of the right? story in there. Exactly. The cop could have just gone and got him then. You know, it's like whatever. Okay. okay. Right, anyways, but that's that sounded a little bit like a movie. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't include that. Okay. It does. <laughs> we're we're going to do a different like one. Okay. So all right. So again, Bold Street in Liverpool. Okay. Lots of things happening there. Okay. This is okay. The second story concerns a young girl by the name of Imogene. So she decided to go into Liverpool to buy her sister Abigail a few things for her new baby. Upon arriving, she was happy to see a new mother care store that had opened up in the corner of Lord Street and Whitechapel. Mm. She wandered around the store and picked up a few baby items such as cardigans, baby bibs, and gloves. She was surprised to see how cheap the items were, but thought they were on offer since the store had just opened. Taking them to the counter, she tried to pay with her credit card. A staff member looked at her suspiciously and went off to get the manager. When she came back, mm-hmm. she looked at the card and told Imogene they didn't take cards. Disappointed, Imogene went and put the items back as she didn't have any cash with her. When she got home, she told her mother what had happened. Her mother was surprised and really puzzled. That store closed years ago, she said. There's a bank there now. In fact, that's where I bank. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not believing her, Imogene took her mother back to the same place the next day. Sure enough, the store wasn't there. It was a bank, just like her mother told her. Wow. Okay. So this one, um, you know, I I might have to take a point off just because um because it's only one single person. Like I said, I would, you know. Right, sure. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know how to debate this one. It's it's a four for me. I I mean I can't. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's really. Uh, but I mean, crazy. Um, imagine you're working in a store before credit cards come out, right? and somebody's like, "Here, here's my." <laughs> or can I pay for it using my Apple Watch? Oh my <laughs> gosh, yes, that would be yeah, like a <laughs> crazy thing. But yeah, yeah. so I'm I, gonna give it a four. Okay, I'm gonna give it a six. I don't six, quite okay. believe it as much as the one with the two people, but. It definitely seems a little okay. A little odd. All right. All right. N- now, next one is um, not the same location, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that I just I don't know what it was about this one, but it called to me. Okay. Again, there's so many of these stories out there, but I thought this one was interesting. So this was from the Daily Mail. Okay. Okay. Um, in the 1980s, Caroline Anders, um, who's now 57. Um, uh, I don't know exactly. I kind of think when this came out, it wasn't, it was a few years ago. Um, anyways, moved to Devon to work for the National Health Service. Mm-hmm. One weekend, a colleague drove her to Plymouth for a party. As they skirted a roundabout on the approach to the city, she remembers seeing a beautiful church. The windows were full of color from the light streaming through the stained glass. And as we passed through the front doors, as sorry, as we passed the front doors, I saw a co- large congregation. 
While Caroline can clearly recall the sight, no one else in the car saw it. The real shock was a few weeks later when her boyfriend, Phil, suggested a Saturday out on the Plymouth Ho. The Plymouth Ho? (laughs) I don't know what that is. I'm sorry, British people. I'm sure it's lovely. As we drove past the roundabout, I literally cried out because the church was in ruins, says Caroline. I said, oh my God, what happened? Did you know it had been damaged? It was then that Phil told her that the church, Charles Church, one of the oldest in the area, had been bombed during the Second World War. What Caroline had seen was impossible. The church had been left in ruins as a memorial for the dead. Yet she remains convinced of what she saw. My friends believe me because I'm not given to flights of fancy. Okay. Like, I don't know what her British accent would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this one. Um. All right. So it's only one single person that did the time slip. So and it was just the building. It was just the building. I- I'm going to have to go a little bit lower on this. So I'm going to have to go three on this one. Why a three? Well, because we have one single person, so I have to deduct a point for that, right? And then, um, because it's only one building that she saw, this could have been something where she was in a, you know, different neighborhood or something like that and didn't realize it. Mm, I've done that. Okay. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm expecting to see this on the side and I don't see it. Mm, Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to have to, I don't know. It's just also, too, that she was telling her boyfriend this. It just seems like, I don't know. This actually seems super believable to me. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't I'm gonna know. I'm going to still go three I have on no this idea. one. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go five. Uh, okay. I, you know, I, I do think it's possible, but I do think you're right that like it could be it was a different church she saw or yeah. just the light or, I, you know, it's hard yeah. to, to I, know. Man, I want to get I want to get a higher one here. So <laughs> is this last one a higher one, Rebecca? Well, we're going to see. Okay. So this is one that I picked because of its connection to being kind of a like, is it ghosts or is it time slip? And this one you found on Quora. I found this one on Quora, okay. Barbara. Um, okay. So someone asked, does anyone experience a time slip? And she says, yes. <laughs> My best friend, whom I regarded as a sister, was American uh, I'm sorry, I've, I've, just as a forewarning, this one is a little sad. Oh, okay. okay. Um, my best friend, who I'm, whom I regarded as a sister, was American, and she hated the heat of California. Who so, doesn't? Right? No, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> so There's she, some really nice places in California. Absolutely. Uh, so she came to visit me in our Australian winter to enjoy cool air for a few weeks. I'm sorry, but I cannot do an Australian accent as much mm-hmm. as I would like to. You have to start with g'day, mate. It doesn't help. Um, <laughs> she brought her winter pajamas, blue background with billowing, smiling white clouds, a very eye-catching outfit. As I have no clothes dryer, I always hang laundry outdoors. And those PJs flapping in the wind always made me smile at their cheery pattern. This was June 2011. My American sister returned to the U.S. in September. In early December, I had the strangest feeling that I could hear her voice and movements in the guest room. But of course, that was impossible. She was thousands of miles away. The time slip occurred shortly afterwards. I was in my backyard hanging out washing on a glorious summer day. And then the sky darkened. An icy wind began to blow and the environment altered. From lush growth all around, suddenly the trees were back to winter with bare boughs. 
the flowers and butterflies vanished. And what did I see but those gorgeous PJs blowing on the line? I stood very still and stared, unable to comprehend what was happening. I wondered if I were still hallucinating. This lasted maybe four minutes. Then abruptly, I was back in summer, lovely sunshine and no cloud pattern pajamas on the line. Early the next morning, around 2 a.m., I was awoken from sleep with a sense of shock, heart thumping, finding it hard to breathe. A sad voice spoke in the gloom, your sister is dead. I turned on the light, nobody was around. I felt very restless and it took a while to settle down. At noon that same day, I received a phone call from the U.S. telling me that my beloved friend had suddenly died. I almost collapsed with shock. I was even more shocked when I learned that she had died at 2 a.m. Australian time. I have no explanation for any of this. I am not religious, and I believe that science can probably eventually explain all these strange experiences, but I'm interested in others' opinions, especially about the abrupt change in the environment. All right, so... She was looking outside her place, right? She was outside. She was outside at 2 a.m. No, 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 no. She, this, so uh, there were, there's three different things. Okay. So there was the, she was outside during the afternoon and then like the environment changed. Then that night she woke up at 2 a.m. And then the next day at noon, she heard that her friend had passed at 2 a.m. Hmm. So I I, this pick, sounds more ghostly than anything. I was just going to say, so I picked this one because this is often something we hear with ghosts, right? Where people were like, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw my grandfather and then I found out the next day that he had passed, right? Or something like yeah. that. But this I thought was a little different because it was like during the day she had a time slip almost like back to when her friend had been there yeah. visiting. I mean, I don't even, I, I, it was, it's just weird to me. This, this is not like a, a historical one. Like we, yeah, we typically hear. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I understand that when you lose somebody that's really important to you, um, psychologically that could mess with you. And when you're looking back at that time, it's easy to be able to remember things in a way that, cause them out a little bit more to bring them more to surface. Like memories that I've had of people that have passed. Um, usually I remember them a lot stronger than the people that are currently living because it, it has more meaning to me and stuff. So I'm thinking that this is a psychological thing more than anything else. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it the, the fact that the very first thing that happened was almost like she was transported back in time to when her friend was visiting even and nothing had happened yet. Her friend hadn't died yet. Like it was just Yeah, but she's telling this story in the future. She's telling this from from that time. So what I'm saying is maybe she misremembers how things happened or that her mind is doing something. I mean, you can have like a mental block of something. Your mind has these mysterious powers to be able to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just saying that I Unfortunately, this one is going to be low. <laughs> it's too ghostly for you. It is a little too ghostly for me, especially <laughs> the voice saying that your friend has died. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go one on this one. I, <laughs> I hate to do that. I'm giving this one a six. Okay. Now, I didn't, inc- again, there are so many stories out there, but again, just to keep in mind as we go forward and think about our debate, 
you know, and as we're talking about ghostly in the future, you know, there, there are plenty of other time slips kind of stories of people being like, yep, I was in my house and I went around the corner and I saw an old woman doing something, something. And the question is, are you seeing their ghost or are you seeing them in the past? Well, I mean, some of these other things like, like the one guy saw the cobblestone uh, street and stuff like that. So that I don't think you're seeing a ghost and the ghost is back. So this is a little different than that. It is. It's different. So no, I, this one, I'm going to have to go low. And unfortunately it's a one. What did you give it? (laughs) Uh, I give it a uh, six. Okay. So what is your overall rating? So my overall rating for the concept of time slips is a six. Is a six. You know, I'm, I am definitely doubtful of some of these stories. I am, you know, I think there's a lot of them out there where you're like, "Eh," you know, where you just kind of like, was it dark? You know, was it, I don't know, were you just kind of in a weird headspace or something like that? But, um, but man, there's a lot of detail with yeah. some of these. So how about for you? As far as the evidence that you've given me, I'm going to give it a three um, okay. overall rating because I'm just factoring in all those things. Okay. But as far as the concept I- itself, I want to believe that this could happen. So I'm going to give it a five for the concept. Okay. But for the actual episode, we're at a three. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep Rebecca honest. Hey, hey. And Rebecca, I have it set up. Are you ready to go? I am ready to go. All right. And go. So, I, you know what? This, is, this has been a very interesting research. Um, I hadn't really thought about this before. Um, I just, you know, I do think it's possible. I, I don't know how likely I'm not saying that all the stories are true, but I do think it's possible that sometimes we get pulled back. I I like the fact that a lot of these stories are just for like a few minutes because, you know, there's always the fiction out there that it's like, you know, someone went back in time and they're stuck there for months or whatever. And I think if that was, happening, we'd have more evidence for it, like more like real evidence. But the idea that it's like, nope, every so often, like time shifts and you just kind of like go back in time for like a minute or two, like that seems a little bit more believable. And I do think it's going to be interesting how it plays into our ghost stuff in the future. But I I also have a healthy dose of skepticism about the stories too. All right. You had like two seconds to go. That's pretty good for me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> cheat. You didn't slip time in Hey, that. listen, we're on video now. I can't cheat. <laughs> oh, you find a way. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Go. All right. So I found this really interesting because both me and Rebecca came into this at a five. Um, we, we came into it without any expectations, um, but curiosity, as we should, as we should with every single thing. The only difference is Rebecca went higher and I went lower. Uh, so I did it based upon, okay, science can't disprove this, but um, but these things can. These little tidbits, these little red flags, and Rebecca took those red flags and made them higher. I have no ownership to the skeptic side in this particular episode, um, so I found that interesting too. Um, I, I love being a skeptic, but this one I can't necessarily be skeptical of because I have no way of scientifically proven anything couldn't have happened. And um, that's how I'm going to end this. So you went with a three? 
I went with a three, yeah. I guess that's true. That is pretty high for you. It is high for me, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that's that's weird. Well, <laughs> I am very curious what the listeners are going to think. Yeah, I, I am too. I am too. So make sure you go vote. You can go to ghostlypodcast.com slash polls or just go to Ghostly Podcast and click on polls in the menu bar. I want to thank everyone so much for listening and for people that watched us on YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate it. I want to thank our new video producer, Cody, for coming in and doing this. He's he's Making hitting the ball possible. out of the park, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, definitely go do that. And just it really helps us a lot. Yeah. And share us with your friends and family. Why not? Right. Word of mouth is our best form of ad- advertisement. Uh, remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. And I would like to give a special shout out to our Patreons. Um, our VIP patrons are like our producers. And we have Alicia, Carrie, Becky, Natalie, Kim, Ta, Ernie, Marisol, Shayla, Cindy, Kevin, Nicole, Jessica, Alice, Austin, Aaron, Hope, and Candy. And uh, so uh, this is going to be interesting because... I don't know what we're doing in December. We, we thought we knew. <laughs> we are actually planning on taking December off from doing normal ghostly episodes, um, but we do have a couple of surprises in store for you guys. So please, uh, if you see something come in your feed, you might want to check it out. We're uh, also thinking about playing some other episodes from from some other podcasts that gave us permission to do that. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that have awesome podcasts and we'd love to share them with you. Um, but we do have a very special episode that potentially might be coming out. So oh. just keep an so eye on that maybe, feed. Maybe get some marshmallows ready. Yes, absolutely yes. for toasting. That's just a little little <laughs> clue. Maybe you can figure it out. But until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.